the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Forgive me for using my computer, y'all. We had a little internet issue this morning. So, here we are in modern times. In Paul's letter to the Colossians this morning, he states, If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of the Father, and set your minds on things that are above, not the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then also you will be revealed with him in glory. He goes on to explain how we ought to get rid of our earthly sins, our earthly desires, strip ourselves of those old practices, and take on our new lives and our new identity in Christ. Because our earthly categories no longer matter, only our identity in Christ matters. Paul wants us to live in our present moment with the realization that our new humanity in Christ makes our lives and relationships different than how society orders and structures our lives. Paul, throughout his letters, is pushing this notion of a multi-ethnic and egalitarian society and a new vision for the family structure because Jesus is now our Lord, not the powers and principalities of this world. This piece of scripture for me then begs the question, how can we realize this new humanity? And what are ways in which we can seek things that are above and set our minds on Christ to realize our new humanity in Christ? And I believe one really important way we can set our minds on Christ and heavenly things is through singing and through playing music. In fact, the Bible is replete with the commandment, sing praises to the Lord. And I'm pretty sure if you tallied it all up, the commandment, sing praises to the Lord, is the most repeated commandment in the entire biblical text. I think that says something. The Psalms alone are a whole book dedicated to just this, right? They were created in the 6th century BCE to be uh, part of the ritual life of the temple. And then the, the Psalter became the hymn book of the second temple in Jerusalem. Singing is this ancient practice of ordering our lives and encountering the holy. So when I was a young girl, my parents and I had this deal. If I spent five years doing music theory and piano, then I could pick whatever instrument I wanted to to play. So of course, I picked guitar, because y'all know what my favorite music is, right? white girl from Oklahoma, is country music, y'all. <laughs> I love me some country music. Play me any 90s country song, I can sing the whole thing, start to finish. <laughs> so I started learning, you know, Garth Brooks or even McIntyre, but then I, you know, found myself into singing praise and worship music on my guitar, and I'd spend hours upon hours in my room learning new songs, and singing and playing music became one of my favorite spiritual practices and a way for me to, to decompress after the day and to help set my mind on heavenly things and a way to enact my new humanity in Christ. I had the great privilege, I don't know if y'all saw this, I took Ashley Ozan's place at choir camp this week because she was out with COVID 
So I had the privilege of being with our youth and watching them develop their skills and see our new organ master, Joey Ripka, um, just teach them these incredible things. You wouldn't think kids could learn so fast, but the man's a magician. Um, he was just incredible getting these, bring, what he could bring out of these kids. Um, but there's something that feels like a sort of cosmic realignment happening when voices come together, don't you think? And singing and music for me has always been a way to gather people, like we're doing right now, right? And to get our minds off the troubles of the world, whether it be huddled around a campfire or in a living room or right here in this cathedral, music does something to us. And it connects us to something beyond ourselves. And I'm going to give you all my quick little short theological lesson on music I gave the kids at the labyrinth at St. At Crispin's. But I believe music is a divine pattern that we have figured out in our human way of figuring out things. The notes, the rhythm, the structure was revealed to us. And we've come close to mastering it as best we can. Music is a way we enact the rich diversity of God's creation with a multitude of voices we can experience and participate in the great, majestic, mysterious creator and composer, Christ our Lord. The choir and the choristers at St. Paul's set the vibe of holiness for us in this space every Sunday. They help us link up with the holy in ways I think no one else can. They have this great power, the power of linking up with divine patterns that show us the way to those heavenly places that we can experience right here, right now. They bring us, they, uh, let me say this again, they bring God to us. How cool is that? And we encounter God in this way, we are no longer weighed down by the wildness and chaos of our world. No, we're able to let it go and just get lost, get swept away, even for a moment, in the great glory of divine rhythms. And y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? Do you ever close your eyes and just let the organ just seep into your bones? And the harmonizing of the choir make that emotion well up in your throat. Perhaps music has brought you to tears or left you in awe, made you feel something that you hadn't felt in a long time. I was talking to Emily McDonald after we ran into each other at a concert in Dallas a couple weeks ago. And we were both sharing after the concert on our way out um, all the songs that moved us and brought us to tears, and we were clutching our chest and, you know, just getting real passionate about our deep love and all the emotions that came up for us during the concert and what moved our spirits that night. And those same feelings were evoked in me at choir camp last week when the kids were singing the Magnificat. Oh, y'all, I can't wait for y'all to hear it. It's fantastic. Those angelic voices, they moved me, and they helped me encounter the holy and I felt free, I felt loved, and I felt whole. Paul said, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed, 
then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Here he reminds us of our baptism. When we say yes to Christ, we are taken, taken up in this mystery of his death and resurrection. And there's a big part of our participation in this new life with Christ that we won't completely understand right now, but that's okay. It's hidden with Christ and God, which I think is a relief. We don't have to know everything and be everything. We just have to show up, be present, and let our hearts and minds be swept up into those divine patterns Christ invites us into. And of course, there's many ways we can allow ourselves to be swept up in the divine patterns, but my favorite, it's music. And I'm so thankful to be a part of a community like St. Paul's that values the holy gift of music. Our cathedral has a long, rich history of manifesting the beautiful divine patterns through music. Thanks to Scott Rabb's incredible tenure here and the gifts he has shared with this community. Thanks, Scott. Now to our wonderful new organ master, Joey Ripka, who will continue this great tradition. We are so thankful. And as my favorite theologian, Augustine, says, those who sing pray twice. So friends, let us get lost in the rhythm of the heavenly places. Let us set our hearts and minds on Christ who is seated at the right hand of the Father. And let us enact our new life in Christ here, today and every day. For when Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Amen. <laughs>